The Stinkin' Truth Podcast is presented by Core Water. He spent 12 years in the NFL. You can't trust a guy that gyrates his hips after he scores. Has three Super Bowl rings, made multiple Pro Bowl appearances, over 16 years of broadcasting between ESPN and Fox Sports. And that's why I'm the greatest football player and best sports analyst ever. He's a soap opera star. That's pretty, uh... I can't remember what I was supposed to say. <laughs> As a reoccurring role on HBO Ballers. Mark Slareth, handsome son bitch, get out here. And makes one hell of a bowl of green chili. It's Mark Slareth, and this is the Stinkin' Truth Podcast. Hey, welcome into the Stinkin' Truth Podcast. Your host, Mark Slareth, along with my co-host, Mike Evans, producer, Scott DeHuff. Got to thank our presenting sponsor, the great people over at Core water ph balance water was in the gym yesterday getting my swole on i tell you what i'm I'm amazing absolutely amazing not quite as amazing as core water though perfectly balanced ph level of 7.4 which is exactly what your body is full of electrolytes everything else great tasting crisp clean it's unbelievable you're gonna love this water guys you can pick it up at your neighborhood 7-eleven the one with the big blue cap core water I'm telling you what, hydratewithcore.com is where you find out more. Core Water, who presents this show free and clear to you. Mike, how are you, my friend? You know, I'm, I'm feeling good. You know why I'm feeling good? Why are you feeling Here's good? Here's why I'm feeling good. You know, I, I love tweaking cowboy fans. Oh, right? yeah. Love tweaking cowboy oh, fans. Sure. And I know they get upset with uh, you and me on this podcast when we, you know, kind of... Poke fun at their owner? Right? Yeah. You know, when you do your... Jerry Jones, when I say, Jason Garrett is a hell of a coach because he's going <laughs> to do exactly what I tell him to do, um, which is to do the things that I want. But it's one thing when, you know, as they view us, probably you know, dickheads like us yes. that, that go after the, their their boys. Uh-huh. But what do you do? How do you defend it when Troy Aikman comes out and says the Cowboys need a complete overhaul from top to bottom? Isn't that amazing? Like Troy doesn't. It gives me goosebumps. I know because Troy doesn't usually come out and say anything like with that amount of. Gravitas, like he doesn't usually come out and say something that's that dr- demonstrative or or that direct or that pointed. And you know what's really interesting to me, and I and, and I don't know that you probably haven't even thought of this, but it was the first thing that came to my mind. Right now, we have seen the Broncos being taken over by a legend. At the general manager slash president level, John Elway. We've seen the San Francisco Niners be taken over by a legend. Whoops. In John Lynch, sorry, I dropped my phone. In John Lynch, you know, the former Buccaneer Bronco. Way before that, we saw Ozzie Newsome handle the Baltimore Ravens with. Just great football acumen. And the first thing that I thought about when I heard this was, one, Troy's incredibly passionate about the Cowboys, and he had a phenomenal Hall of Fame career and won multiple championships, and he knows the kind of discipline that it takes to win. 
And then my second thought was, does Troy want to be part of the reboot of the Dallas Cowboys? Ooh, I hadn't would, thought of that. Would like would Troy and would the owner actually defer and listen to Aikman? Because my biggest criticism of whether it's Jerry Jones or Daniel Snyder in Washington is you guys can't get out of the limelight and let your football operations people be football operations people. So would you defer? Do you have enough respect for a guy like Troy? Because you certainly don't have enough respect for anybody else. If you won't listen to Bill Parcells, when you pretend to give him the reins of the organization and then you don't actually give him the reins of the organization, you don't have enough enough respect for what he's done and he's accomplished, then who will you listen to? And would you listen to Troy Aikman? That's, I mean, that to me is, that to me is the most intriguing part of Troy coming out and saying this. Now, I don't know that Troy wants that job. I don't know that he would want to leave Fox um, and do what he's done for, what, the last 18 seasons, being the lead analyst at Fox. But certainly, I think, and, and it's funny, Mike, I was calling a game a couple weeks ago, and the 49ers owner came up to me and just ended up talking to me about football in general and, and paid me a compliment in that he respected my postseason career and he knows there's a lot of analysts that just blow hot air, but he goes, even when you, you know, piss me off, at least I know it comes from a place where you've actually watched, and I respect that, and you've studied, and I respect that, right? But we we got into a conversation with myself and the owner, Mr. York, and John Lynch about how this league needs more now than ever former players to be involved from a coaching and management standpoint. Because there's less and less time on the football field. There's less and less time for these guys to understand the nuance of this game. And the guys who can really teach nuance with that limited time are guys who have done it. I've been coached to do things, and and I kid you not, I've been coached techniques in a classroom where I laughed, literally, and said, that's the stupidest shit I've ever heard, and I won't do it. I refuse to do it. Because that would never work in a game. And it sounded good on a grease board, but in a game it doesn't work. And you have to understand that stuff. So that was the thing that I took away. When I heard that, I was like, does Troy want to throw his hat into the ring? And would Jerry Jones hire him and then actually defer to Troy Aikman? That's that's fascinating to me. But whether he wants it or not, the point he's making is valid. The Cowboys have been destroyed by Jerry Jones being involved the way he is, and or, or even just deferring to his son, Stephen Jones. Mm-hmm. I mean, what the hell does he know, right? So in, in, I think Troy's point, whether he wants to be involved or not, is is right on. If you're a Cowboy fan, you have to you have to want Jerry Jones to finally acknowledge. I got to step aside, just be an owner, and I got to bring in a real football person to run this show. Because the way it's working won't work. I mean, you watched Amari Cooper play the other day. Yeah. Now, granted, it was only his first game, but you watched him play, and his overall numbers were just a tick above what an average game was for him during his Raider career. 
And are you watching that thinking, this was worth a number one pick? Right. Come on. Demarius Thomas, hey. Thomas fetched a fourth rounder for the Broncos. He made He looked far more impactful. Yeah, you're running a bunch of underneath routes, a little pivot route underneath, you know, and, oh, yeah, you scored a touchdown, but it wasn't like you lifted the top of coverage. It wasn't like you were you were threatening and, and, and making them double-team you. Um, and, and, you know, and, and can you do that? I, I would assume you could. Were you given that opportunity? Not really. And you came into a bye week. So you had time. It's not like Demarius Thomas got traded on a Tuesday, and he was in a – he was in a, a Houston Texans uniform on Wednesday practicing, trying to learn an offense. And like you said, he was more impactful. So, yeah, they're, they're just, again, give me one other owner that has his own radio show during the week. Like, he literally does a, a Dallas radio show every week. I in mean, hey, he, it's, time for the, it's time for the Jerry Jones show. In which he's you know, talking about personnel moves and everything like that. I mean, he's talking like he's a, a, gen- a general manager. Well, he is. No, he isn't. I mean, yeah, he is, but he isn't. Right, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So, um, But I'm just trying to, I'm just here to tell you, Cowboy fans, you're screwed as long as the status quo continues. Agre- hey, man, you and I, listen, I've always, I've said it for, I've, I've been public enemy number one. I've said it ever since he fired Jimmy Johnson and, and decided that he was the show. You're never going to win consistently. Th- that structure, anytime you open up a back staircase to the owner's offense where you can circumvent the people that are quote-unquote in charge, come on, do you think, honestly, like I, I'm sure Jason Garrett is a former player. I'm sure he's a great guy. Like, honestly, you know, those testicles look like shriveled-up raisins. Like, you, you've been emasculated. That's not his fault. Your owner did it to you. So, you know, I mean, hell, if I want a box of raisins, I'll look in Jason Garrett's pants. But, <laughs> but like, if I want to get something done, I just walk right by him and go to the owner's office. If I want grapes, right? If I want some, some of them big, delicious, Ooh, like, oh. Big green grapes. Oh, the ones that crunch when you bite yeah. into them? I'm going to the owner's office because that's where the grapes are. Hey, by the way, you, you got me thinking about Demarius Thomas, uh-huh. who came out and ripped the Broncos on the way out. You know, said, yeah. oh, they weren't yeah. honest with me. They didn't clue me in. They didn't fill me in. Mm-hmm. They didn't show me any respect. And I'm like, boo freaking who? You know, come on. You know, th- this is the NFL. This is a business. You you enter the league, you know it's a business. And by the way, how many people listening in all their regular walk of life jobs that they're involved in right now know that they're going to be given complete honesty when it comes to talking to their employer? Come on, DT. Well, uh, see, I here, love DT, but that see you know, here's where I, about, talk about grapes, right? Sour grapes. Here's where I would disagree with you because you know uh, you're a typical fan. And the problem with the fans is, oh, these guys make all kinds of money. They shouldn't be human. They shouldn't have feelings. I just want you to go out and perform, robot. You know, that's what I want you to do. And you're human. And here's the deal. According to DT, he asked Vance Joseph when all the rumors were swirling around, and they've been swirling around forever, he asked his head coach, am I getting traded? And his head coach said, no, you've got nothing to worry about. Don't believe the hype or the rumors. It's going to be fine. 
And then two days later, he got traded. Now, here's the issue, dumbass, is that if he is getting traded, all you want, you're in relationship. You're asking a player to go out and bust his ass for you, right? You're in this relationship. You're not going to, Vance Joseph's not going to make a tackle. He's not going to block anybody. He's not going to catch a ball or throw a ball. You're asking a guy to lay it on the line for you. And the least you can do is be honest with him. Hey, listen, man, we're three and five at the time. We're three and five. Everybody's ass is on the line. If I don't win this game, the odds are I'm getting fired. Here's the deal. I'm not sure if you're getting traded, but are you on the block? Hell, all of us are on the block. Yeah. So we, we got to go out and perform. Like, why can't you just be honest? Why can't you just tell the player, like, I, that's all I want. If you think I suck, I'm fine with that. Just let me know I suck. Mark, 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 let me, let me, let me cue you in to what the real world is like, okay? I know you haven't had to spend much time in the real world, right? Here's the real world, okay? <laughs> if most people go to their employer uh-huh. and say, hey, um, I- I'm, I'm hearing talk that we're going to, you know, be downsized. Or, you know, I heard talk that, you know, cut, cuts are coming. If, if, if that employer of yours, your boss, tells mm-hmm. you, yeah, uh, complete honesty, yeah, you're, you're on a list of people that could be let go. Here's what's going to happen. That day, you're not going to be productive. That week, you're not going to be productive. You know why? Because you're going to be anxious. You're going to be nervous. You're going to be wondering what's going to come next. So why does it serve that employer, that boss of you, to be honest with you, knowing that if he's honest, he's going to have an employee that's not going to be productive that day? The, the, if these if these athletes are human, like you say they are, mm-hmm. well, then, then the same thing applies. Why am I going to be honest and say, yes, there is a chance you could be traded? Because if he's not traded, how's he going to go out and play for me that Sunday? Well, he's going to go out and play for you that Sunday because he understands that his his livelihood is about going out and performing. This is a performance-based business. This is not sitting at a computer, you know, punching in digits and making widgets. You got to go out there and you got to perform. And if you don't perform, it's put on film for everybody to see. There's not a camera hanging over your shoulder when you run into your cubicle that's watching you punch digits on your computer screen, right? There's a camera. Everybody in their brother's uncle sees it. I've got a program. I can watch every play of every game this year. I can punch up any formation. I can punch up anything I want, and I can see every play. I can punch up DT and see every play that DT was involved in or every catch he made the entirety of the season. I can watch that stuff. So, you know, I mean, the bottom line is, Mike, and and I believe this to be true with my own green chili business and, and in the broadcasting business, um, the television business, I've been in it for 18 years now, the radio business, 18 years. The bottom line is you're, you're developing, like I always tell people this, you're in the relationship business. I don't care what business you're in, you're in the relationship business. And if you're not in the relationship business, you're going out of business. And if you're lying to your players or, or you're just being a douche, you know what? The players are going to side on the side of the players. That's what they're going to side for. So here's what happens to Vance Joseph. Every player goes, really? We all knew what was going down. You can't just be honest with the guy on the way out. Like, you can't just say, hey, man, at this point, I don't really know. That's an upstairs deal. That's an Elway thing. 
at this point, man, I'm fighting for my job just like you're fighting for your job. You can't be at least honest like that. You know what happens in a locker room? I'll tell you what happens. Guys become independent contractors. Screw it. They're going to screw him. They'll screw me. I'm an independent contractor. I'm showing up. I'm going to do my work. I'm doing just enough to make sure that I don't lose my job. And the, the key to winning is when you're willing to sacrifice and you're willing to go over and above and beyond because you don't want to let the guys down beside you, that's, that's when great things happen for teams. When you're just an independent contractor, you know what you are? You're an average football team. Yeah, I thought it funny with uh, speaking of Vance Joseph, when he didn't get fired mm-hmm. last week, as so many of us thought he would, that we were already talking about potential replacements. And and here comes your boy, B.A., Bruce Arians, rocking the Kangle cap. Yeah. He comes out and says, yeah, the only team I'd want to come back and coach for is the Browns. <laughs> you know, it, led, it, right. led, it led people in other markets like Denver, you know, to say, you mean you'd, you'd, you'd rather go coach the Browns than, mm. than our team? Right, right. Turp my feelings. Yes. How bad are we? Right, everybody, like, his, his Arizona is struggling, right? Everybody's struggling right now, right? And you're like, the only team I'd come back, coach, is the Browns. And and you're like, what? Well, wait a minute. What about us in New York with the Jets? You wouldn't want to be in that situation? Or Tampa. Like, you don't want to go to Tampa? Or, you know, I mean, a myriad of other teams that are struggling right now. The Browns. That's where he wants to go. Yeah, no risk it, no biscuit. And and then you start thinking, well, is it only because they're the only ones that have let a coach go? Is that is that why? Is is are are you just being are you being respectful to the other coaching and the other coaching communities or do you really like the quarterback or do you like the the people they put in place or do you like John Dorsey, their general manager? What I mean, what is it? Like what's what's the deal? But that was the first thing I thought, like, wait, well, what about well, how about, what was that song? How about us? Some people are made for each other, you know? Some people can love one another. Why not us? Like, I was like, why not us, B.A.? I love him. B.A.'s a great dude, you know? I mean, from touchdown to checkdown, baby. That's B.A. But apparently he likes Cleveland. Yeah, but you know what? We joke about Cleveland, but, you know, compared to a lot of franchises, don't you kind yeah. of look at, if, if you're a coach, and you look at the things that you want to check off. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to come into a situation, yeah, you start looking at Cleveland. They, they, you know, supposedly have their franchise quarterback in place. Got a lot of dynamic players on defense. Uh-huh. You got, a, you got a passionate fan base. You know, decent ownership. I, I think, I think Cleveland's a better situation moving forward than than Denver is right now. Denver's got an unsettled ownership situation. They don't have a quarterback. Well, they have one. Wow. Do they, Mark? Do they? <laughs> they do. That's the problem. Do, do. Do, do. They do, do have a quarterback. He's do, do. Gosh. Thought it was going to be different, Mike. I really did. But the Cleveland situation isn't that bad. No, I, I, you know what? Right? I, think, I mean, John don't you Dorsey, think Darryl's going up there? Yeah, I think John Dorsey is a, is a uh, you know, he understands football. He knows what he wants. Um, I think Baker Mayfield is is a guy that's he's got huevos, man. He's got onions. He got yarbles, man. So, yeah, I do think it's a better situ- I th- I think it's a better situation than it is here in Denver. And I think they've developed depth over the years. So, anyhow, I, I would agree with that. Hey, one last uh 
One last little thing that we could talk about that uh, actually just just happened while we're while we're doing this. Uh-huh. Des Bryant signed with the Saints. Really? Yeah. Well, how about that? What's your immediate reaction to that? I mean, obviously the Saints are an outstanding football team. Um, and Sean Payton's just one of the guys that really has his finger on the pulse of his football team. They're great. You know, it's it's so funny. We make such a big deal out of O-lines this and O-lines that and the Dallas Cowboys this and this, that, and the other. Best O-line in football right now is the New Orleans Saints. I mean, they are, they are smashing people. They run the ball exceptionally well. Um, Kamara is that beautiful outlet guy that uh, Drew Brees can count on. And, you know, Michael Thomas is a legit kind of big-time threat. But when you think about all the other players there, there's not really anybody that comes off the screens as, wow, how are you going to deal with that guy as a second receiver? So good for good for him. You know what? Here's a guy, unlike Le'Veon Bell, who held out, and it just seems like it keeps getting worse for him because James Conner is playing so well. Here's a guy that just waited for his opportunity, waited and waited, waited, and now he's going to a team where in all likelihood looks like they're going to compete for a world championship after beating you know the Rams. Oh, by the way, speaking of which, just really quick on a side note, you know, all of you that quit watching the NFL because it's going downhill and um, I'm not going to put up with it anymore and I'm sending a message. All uh, that kneeling. Oh, yeah. So unpatriotic. Right, all that. I'm staying they away. They are crushing numbers. I mean, the game of the week, Fox's game of the week between the Saints and the Rams did unbelievable numbers. The highest Sunday night number, I think, in the history of football between uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers and Tom Brady of the New England Patriots, the NFL and the money-making machine that is the NFL is doing just fine. Hey, by the way, did I get the memo? We're uh, doing a little question mark today? Yes, yes. We are going to do a little question mark. So a buddy of mine, I helped him design a product called the Clip and Catch. Um, it's a pretty cool product, you know, and it's, I, you know me, I'm a, a, I'm a landscaper or I like to pretend that I am. So I, I'm in my yard all the time doing my own work and, uh, you can check it out, clipandcatch.com. But, um, the winner of question mark, whoever we decide wins the question, I will uh, follow you on Twitter. I'll get your address and I'm going to ship you out one of these clipping catches. So you can check that out, but I'm going to give you my Twitter feed right now, Mike. There's probably, um, you know, 15, 20, 30 questions there. You can just thumb through and ask me a question or two, and then we'll pick a winner. How about that? All right, here's one, and it fits in with the whole coaching chatter. Mark, would you be surprised if Jason Garrett, Mike McCarthy, and John Harbaugh are all fired after the season? Not at all. I, I, as a matter of fact, I'd be surprised if they all weren't fired right after the season. I mean, at, at some point, you know, the history of this league would tell you this goes back to – this goes back to, uh, um, oh gosh, uh, Bill Walsh of the 49ers. I think it was Bill Walsh who kind of coined it. After 10 years, it's kind of time to move on. Like everything you've said to your team has sunk in and guys start to tune you out to some degree. Um, if it wasn't Bill Walsh, I, I apologize, but it was one of these legendary coaches that used to say that. And I think when you look at John Harbaugh, you look at the the Ravens, the situation there with – by the way, I don't know if you watched this, but Joe Flacco just intentionally, like, in, he can't stand. You can see his disdain for Lamar Jackson. And there was a couple of 
opportunities to throw him the football and design plays where he just didn't even give him an opportunity. It was like it was a a fu sign to John Harbaugh and the Ravens in general that they kept flashing back in the broadcast to John Harbaugh and his face just he was like disgusted with what happened there. So I would expect there's to be change there. McCarthy changed a, a a bunch of guys, I think three or four guys on his coaching staff, and they still. You know, or below 500 with arguably the best quarterback in football or one of the best quarterback. It's certainly the most talented quarterback in football. Um, I know the window is closing. They're going, hey, our window is closing to win championships with Aaron Rodgers. We've won one. We've had one of the best quarterbacks in the history of this game, and we've won one championship. And at some point, you got to look at the head coach. And so, absolutely. And then as far as Jason Garrett is concerned, um, you know, I, I mean – whoever you want to pick. I mean, go to the Marinette store and get yourself another puppet and um, and, and place him in the Dallas Cowboys, uh, you know, head coaching position. But, yeah, I certainly think they're going to make a move. So I, I'd be surprised if all three of those guys don't get fired. Well done. We start by sticking to the needle of the Cowboys, and we finish by sticking to the needle of the Cowboys. So congratulations to Ben. As, all right. Uh, he, he posed the question. Ben, ben I'm going to I'm gonna follow you back on Twitter and then uh, I'm going to uh, get your address. I'm going to send you a Clip and Catch uh, free of charge. You can check it out, clipandcatch.com. It's a really cool product. And um, until, uh, well, well, we'll be back later on in the week, right? Yeah. We're gonna, we'll, we'll be back later on in the week. But thank you, everybody, for listening to the Stinkin' Truth Podcast. Please pass it along to your friends. For Scott, for Mike, I'm Mark. We'll talk to you soon.